Come on, anybody know God is good in this place? Hallelujah to the Lamb. Good morning, everybody. We greet you today in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if you know God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Hallelujah. We're so grateful and thankful to God for God blessing us and awakening, awakening us to see another day that we've never seen before. To our streaming audience, thank you for being with us on today. Thank you for allowing us into your homes, allowing us to inform your head, inspire your heart, encourage your spirit to be all that God wants you to be. And of course, if you're ever in the city of Houston, ever over in the third ward area, man, we would love to see your face in the place. Thank you so much. I want to thank God for our marital enrichment ministry. Let me ask all of those who are part of that ministry team to please stand wherever you are. Man, I, I'm telling you, they, th this team did a, a tremendous job. We had our marital enrichment retreat over the weekend, and this team did an absolutely tremendous job. I've, I've taught at retreats before and been a part of them, but let me tell you something that was so refreshing about this. Um, some of you didn't come. Some of you didn't sign up because you thought this was just going to be a real sweet little Christian event where folk were going to be pretending and perpetrating like they have no problems. And, and listen, when you start off an event and folk are admitting they had a fight on the way to the retreat, you, you know you're going to have a real time. You know what I mean? I mean, but they did a tremendous job, Reverend and Sister Rose, leadership team, the Pages, the, uh, the Everett. I, it's, man, absolutely tremendous. Come on, let's thank God for them. Uh, ne next year, next year, you want to sign up. You want to make sure you sign up. Um, I promise you, it'll bless you in, in ways that you have no idea. Uh, most of us who have problems in our marriages get advice from other people who have problems in their marriages. Um, kind of like the fellow when I first got to Good Hope, I, I ran into a fellow. He said, Reverend, can't nobody tell me nothing about marriage. And I said, really? He said, yeah, can't nobody tell me. I've been married five times. Can't tell me nothing about a woman. <laughs> I was like, obviously nobody has told you anything. <laughs> you haven't learned much, you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like that woman at the well, like, you know, the five people you had and the sixth one is not yours either you know uh so you know it, it, it's a blessing to be able to come be amongst other couples who are real and transparent with their struggles all of us looking to submit to the word of god and get better because of what god has said in his word and his love for us and so again i want to applaud and thank all of the married couples and who came out and the marital enrichment ministry for for doing an absolutely tremendous job uh want to want to thank the saint luke the evangelist episcopal church they asked me to come and speak at their 99th church anniversary this morning that's why i came in a little bit late but i knew i better leave my truck here so nobody would look and say pastor ain't here this morning Cause I already know how some of y'all are. Y'all have been, 
Pastor ain't here this morning. Lead a truck. So thank Deacon Adams for driving me in his truck. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And you all have probably heard the mayor and I had a little fun this past week. I'll talk about that later on. I don't want to give up no sermon time for that. We'll talk about that later on and what our next steps are going to be. All right? Let's go to God in prayer. Oh, man, David Harris. Great to see David Harris in the house on the organ, one of our sons in the music ministry. Great. Where's Robin? Stand up, Robin. Wave your hand. There's Robin, his wife. Yeah. We remember when they were both single, footloose, fancy free, and then double income, no kids, and... Now they married and poor and how many kids? Two, three. Good Lord. Go on, boy. Do your part. Be fruitful and multiply. That's what I like. Uh, David and, and Robin are just it's a great couple, man, and we love them so much, and it's great to see them visiting and, and great to have them with us today. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we thank you and bless you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We pray now that everything that we do and say, that it will be pleasing in your sight. Have your way, Lord, in the communication of your word, both in the speaking and the hearing, that your message might get across so that we can become all you want us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to pull out your smartphones. You are going to text the word good hope, one word, text the word good hope to 22333. Text the word good hope to 22333. And here's the question I want you to answer today. What do you think is the most difficult thing to heal in your life? What do you think is the most difficult thing to heal in your life. Person, place, thing, up to you. Want to hear your answer. What for you is the most difficult thing to heal in your life? Heart. It's all mind up there, relationships. Probably broken relationships, way of thinking. Y'all got deep procrastination. Heartbreak. Most of you have said heart. Many of you have said mind. Healing trust. I think most of you would agree as you submit those things that you find it most difficult to find healing for that the healing of our physical bodies are typically far easier to bring about than the healing of our mind, our spirit, and especially broken relationships. You can get a prescription for your body. But, but where can you get a prescription to heal a broken heart or a broken spirit or a troubled mind? 
In our text today, God shows himself to be the ultimate healer, the consummate healer. And for somebody today who may be struggling in a place of brokenness, whether your time in a place of brokenness has been temporary, momentary, or you have been there for a while, God has a word for you. Today we're going to continue our look at the series, Who is God? And we're going to present part two of the message we started last week, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. For those of you who are streaming, if you go online and download the I Am Hope app, you will find under the Sunday tab a fill-in-the-blank copy of the outline that you can fill in with your tablet, your computer, or on your smartphone device. The children of Israel have just come through the Red Sea victorious over Pharaoh and his army. The first 21 verses of Exodus 15 celebrates this victory. But on the heels of this victory, on the heels of this tremendous victory, God takes them now to a place of test. And one of the reasons I believe God takes them to this place of test is because God wants to know if they have really internalized out of their victory the lesson they needed to learn in order to be faithful through the tests that come their way. See, everybody celebrates a win. But how many people celebrate in a loss? Right? Man, when the cameras are on and you're interviewing a player after a win, what do they say? Well, before I go, I just want to tell, thank, thank God for this victory. Thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for giving me the power to, to play this game and to win. I've never heard one person thank God in a loss. I, I've never heard one interview when they said, let's go to the losing locker room. Man, you had a rough game today. What do you say about that? Never heard anybody say, well, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for allowing us to get beat. Man, we got hammered to death here. Right? It doesn't happen. But God sends tests to see if we have learned the lessons we needed to learn. Last week, I shared with you two things. Today, I want to share with you two more things around this idea of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Last week, we said, number one, you need to realize a bitter test can come after a sweet triumph. A bitter test can come after a sweet triumph. The Bible says, on the heels of celebrating, Pharaoh and his army drowning in the Red Sea, God delivering the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, walking them across the Red Sea on dry ground. They go into the desert of Shur. They get to a place thirsty called Mara, and the Bible says they come face to face with bitter water. And the question is, how are they going to respond to bitter water? The God who delivered them from too much water now is asking them, how will you respond when there's too little water? 
Somebody in here needs to know on the heels of every triumph, on the e heels of every victory, man, a test is coming. Can, can, can I tell you something about the devil? He does not take losing well. Yeah, when, when you defeat the devil, he's always going to file an appeal. He is never going to take the first verdict and go away. He is going to fight and fight and fight. Second thing I shared last week was that you must cry out to the Lord for help when you're dealing with bitter people, places, or predicaments. You must cry out to the Lord for help when you're dealing with bitter people, places, or predicaments. The Bible says they complained to Moses, and Moses had a choice how he would respond to the bitter cries of the people who were facing bitter water. And the Bible says he cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. How do you respond to bitter people in your life? You know, I've discovered that many times when people act a certain way, it's because they many times have the unresolved issues in their own lives, right? And, and whether it's bitter situations or bitter circumstances or bitter people, man, you've got to understand that that bitterness has its root in unresolved anger. And anger many times has its root in one of three areas, frustration, fear, or hurt. Think about what makes you angry. Think about what hurts you, right? Those things that make you angry typically fall into one of three categories, fear, frustration, or hurt. And the problem is when anger goes unresolved, it morphs into bitterness. And some of you have been bitter so long, you think it's a part of your personality. You've been angry so long that people, they start using it as your name. That's just Angry Mary, you know. <laughs> and God says you don't have to allow bitterness to define who you are or how you interact with other people. God says you can find healing, but you can't find healing if you won't ask for help. Let's go to part two. Here's the first thing today I want you to see. Number one, you must obey the Lord in order to experience the full effect of his healing power in your life. You must obey the Lord in order to experience the full effect of his healing power in your life. Exodus 15, verse 26, he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Obedience. Moses, when he cried to God for help, had a choice whether he was going to obey God or not. He obeyed, took the wood, threw it into the water, and the water was made pure. But now God says there's a deeper level of healing I want you to have access to. 
not just the healing of the water in front of you, but the healing of your life that's in front of you. Can I give you some advice to help you get to a place of healing and wholeness? Because, see, there's somebody in here, more of you than want to admit, who are walking around looking whole, but you're really broken. You're looking healed, but you're really bitter. There's some stuff on the inside that hasn't fully manifested itself on the outside. And you can't find healing in your life until you get past the bitter places and the bitterness in your own life. Watch what God says. Listen carefully to the voice of the Lord. Do what is right in his sight. Obey his commands. Keep all his decrees. I don't know if you noticed that word his. Because God is basically saying you're not going to overcome the bitterness of your life, the bitter places, the bitter predicaments, and the bitter circumstances if you think you are the expert to your own healing. It's not your commands, it's God's commands. It's not your word, it's God's word. It's not what you think, it's what God says that will become the source for a healing, not just for what is immediately in front of you, but to create a path of healing and wholeness for you to walk down. See, see many of us don't understand the, the, the erosive and corrosive nature of bitterness. Man, man bitterness, unresolved, becomes a, 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 a cancer to your contentment. Bitterness becomes a stain on your soul. It becomes a blocker to God blessing you. Bitterness takes away from your security. It becomes a problem to you experiencing peace. Bitterness is, is anger. Watch this. That has gone unresolved. And when anger is unresolved and goes through its full gestation period, it gives birth to a baby named bitterness. Israel had to deal with bitter water, but God says, I want you to deal with every area of your life that will affect you adversely. Don't, don't, don't claim a bitter situation or a bitter marriage or bitter family issue as just your lot in life, like that's your cross to bear. No, it's not, it's not your cross to bear. It's, it's the attitude you have to change. And God says healing is available. You, you can recover from it if you listen to the voice of God and do what God tells you to do. See, knowing the Lord won't exempt you from bitterness. Obeying the Lord will deliver you from bitterness. Somebody tweet that for me. I, I don't have time to pull up my phone right now. No, obeying the Lord is what it takes to deliver you from bitterness. Just because you know the Lord doesn't mean you won't get bitter, doesn't mean you won't get angry, doesn't mean stuff won't happen to you. But when you obey God, 
then you activate the power of God into your life to deliver you. Look at A. Your obedience can move the Lord to change your bitter situations and circumstances. Your obedience can move the Lord to change your bitter situations and circumstances. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. First Peter chapter 3 talks to the wife of an unsaved, unchurched man. And, and the word of God says, your husband can be one without a word. That's what the word says. Maybe I need to do a seminar on that, Reverend Rose, how to win your husband and keep your mouth shut, you know? No, no, no. no I'm just, that's what the word says. The word says your unchurched or unsaved husband can be one without a word. So then the question is, why do you talk so much? And then wonder why he has not been won. Because he won't be won by what you say. He will be won by how you act. And if you talk more spiritual than you live. Nagging is not a spiritual gift. I don't care what you nag about. When you obey the word, you know what you end up doing? Getting from in between your husband and God. I'm trying to help somebody in here. When you obey the word, you know what you say? God, go on and get him. I did, I did my part. I did exactly what you told me to do. Lord, Lord go on. You go. Sick him, God. Right now, you go on and get him. And you don't have to announce to him that God is getting him. He'll know that God is getting him. And if you're wondering if that's for you, it's for you. Yeah, it's for you. Look at 2 Kings chapter 14. For the Lord saw the bitter suffering of everyone in Israel and that there is, was no one in Israel slave or free to help them. And because the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel completely, he used Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, to save them. God can be moved by your obedience to change your bitter situation and circumstances. But look at B. Your obedience can move the Lord to heal your bitter heart. God can use your obedience to heal your heart. Instead of worrying about changing somebody else, God says, can we get your heart right? Can we heal your heart? Look at Psalm 73, verse 21. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet, I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak. But God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. 
For somebody in here today, God wants to heal you. Now, can I tell you what will happen when God sends a test? Many times God will send a test to reveal to you the progressive nature of your healing and the fact that you have not been completely healed, even though you may think you're further down the road than you really are. Let me see if I can knock on somebody's door this morning. You think you're over it until you see that person again, right? And then when you see that person, whatever those feelings are, start coming back. Anger, frustration, hurt, tears, and you'd be like, okay, come on, get it together. Don't lose it in here now. Don't lose it. Get, uh-uh, get it. Mm-mm. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You just went to the I got to go again. I got to go again, Right? Because you thought you were over it, and you thought you were healed, and you really didn't get over it. You just got past it. You got through it. Look at Job 3, verse 20. Wherefore is light given to him that is in misery, and life unto the bitter in soul? Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Psalm 147, verse 3, let's read it together. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Let's go to the second and final thing. Number two. You need to realize you can find a blessing on the other side of your bitter experiences. You can find a blessing on the other side of your bitter experiences. Verse 27, Exodus 15, after leaving Marah, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. Twelve springs and seventy palm trees. They left Mara and went to Elam or Elim, which was an oasis in the desert. They left the Red Sea, went through the wilderness of Shur, the desert of Shur, got to Mara, and now they're leaving Mara. And they are traveling on their way to the desert of sin. And the Bible says they come to Elim. Elim is a lush and green place with 12 springs of fresh water, fruit, palm trees, everything they need for rest in God. Listen to me carefully. Don't get stuck in your Mara to the point that you can't get to your alien. David says, yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. David never says pitch a tent in the valley. Don't buy a condo in the valley. Don't look for beachfront property in the valley because you're just supposed to be going through the valley. And, and, and Moses 
says to you and to me, don't get caught up in your Mara to the point that you miss out making it to your alien. Now, now, now I know what some of you are thinking. Well, why would I stay an alien? Because it's familiar? Because it's comfortable? Because it's been your place of residence so long that you'd rather stay with a bad known than take a chance on a blessed future not knowing what's coming? you rather sit there and say, you know what, I've, I've been through this, and listen, let me just have a pity party for me, myself, and I. Let me just put on my martyr garment. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows all I've been through. And you want to let everybody know you've been through it, and you've been going through it, and now it's time for you to get over it. God says you've been going through it long enough. When are you going to get through with going through? Listen, God can fill your life with joy and satisfaction even after going through bitter situations and circumstances. In other words, whatever you've gone through in the place that you've been does not have to permanently define your life and living. I'm knocking on somebody's door today. Death does not have to perpetually define who you are. Divorce does not have to perpetually define who you are. Failure, no matter how public it may be, does not have to define perpetually who you are. Look at Psalm 16, verse 11. You make, make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Come on, let's read verse 11, John 15 together. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Here's the other thing. Write this down somewhere. God can bless you no matter what you've been through. God can bless you no matter what you're going through. God can bless you no matter what you will go through. God can bless you. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Circle that word all. Everywhere it appears, all grace, all sufficiency, all things. At all times. Now, I want you to know this is the same letter just a couple of chapters later on, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul asked God three times to remove the thorn from his flesh, and God says to Paul, don't ask me no more. My grace is sufficient for you. And what he says here is that all grace, all sufficiency in all things at all times, whatever you go through, my grace is sufficient. How long you going through it, God said, doesn't matter how long, my grace is sufficient. You say, I can't see it. Bitterness has been with me too long. The pain has been with me too long. Ephesians 3.20 says, now all glory to him, to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask 
or think. Thank God you don't have to see it in order for God to do it. No, no, let me say it again. Somebody missed it. You don't have to see it in order for God to do it. All you got to do is learn how to trust God. Watch this. And let go of the bitterness in your life. Let go of the bitter situations. Let go of the bitter circumstances. Let it go. Look at somebody and tell them, let it go. Let, let it go. Let it go. I don't care how legitimate the pain. Let it go. Watch what Paul says, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Get rid of imperative mood, command, all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Don't get stuck at a place of bitterness and miss your place of blessing. Somebody, Marit, has become your permanent address when Alim is right around the corner. Somebody in here, you're missing blessings that you've been waiting on because you can't or won't get past what happened in your past. Somebody in here, let God heal your situation. Let God heal your circumstance. Let God heal you. You can't enjoy your life because of the pain of your past. I'm here to tell you, let it go. You can't hold on to where you are and get where God's trying to take you. I was talking to a friend and his, his dad was sick and he had to take him to the hospital. And as he was coming down the stairs, he had to literally carry his dad. His dad was, was ill and they couldn't get one of those old houses, they couldn't get the, the gurney up there. And so they had to carry him down. So he, he took his sick father and carried him, taking him down the steps. And all of a sudden, he felt this resistance. And he looked back, and his daddy was holding on to the rail. And he said, Daddy, you got to let go of the rail. He said, I don't want to go. He said, but you don't understand. They're, they're waiting downstairs. We got to take you to the hospital. So they can treat you. He said, I don't want to go. He said, but dad, if you don't let go, I can't take you where you need to be. And there's somebody in here right now. God is trying to take you to a better place. But if you won't let go of the pain in your past, if you won't let go of what you've been holding on to, you can't go where God is trying to take you. Let go of the anger. Let go of feeling bad over past mistakes. Let go of your bitterness. Let go of your complaining. Let go of feeling sorry for yourself. Let go of frustration. Let go of your hurts. Let go of your limiting beliefs. Let go of the meanness. Let go of your negativity. Let go of your pain. Let go of your problems. Let go of toxic people. Let go of unforgiveness. Let go of worry. Let go and let God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it go. Let it go.
May it never be said of you that you were too bitter to be blessed by God. May it never be said that you missed out on the ailings in your life because you were busy stuck at Myra and God had something better for you. Yeah. The God that can heal water is the God that can heal your heart, heal your mind, heal your spirit, if you let him. Father, we thank you, and we bless you for this day. We say hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Father, bless us right now that everything that's been said and done has been pleasing in your sight. And I pray, God, that in the midst of our need for healing, in whatever area of our life we stand in the need of, we would focus less on our problems and more on our problem solver. And we would focus less on our hurts and more on the one who has the power to heal us. We love you. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone who can, everyone who will, stand on your feet wherever you are. If you're here right now, you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, or maybe you're looking for a church home and you want to know how to become part of this church as the men come and minister in song, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes. Those of you who are streaming, you can make a connection with us online. Download the I Am Hope app. Go to our website. You can connect with us and somebody will contact you privately and walk with you on how to give your life to Jesus Christ. As we extend the doors of the church to be opened, again, if you're looking for a church home, we invite you to come. We're not perfect, man. We're just... We're just trying to good, fight the good fight of faith and trying to get where God wants us to be. And if you're here today and you need Jesus Christ in your life, the men and women who are standing all over and standing in front would love to show you privately how to ask the Lord into your life. So as we sing, don't wait, tarry, dialogue, or debate. Come on and make that step today and say yes to the Lord promise you we won't look at you funny we'll rejoice when you come come on and come
Listen, if there's somebody here who may want to come for special prayer, you know, one of the things that I've learned in life is, especially with emotionally painful things, as much as you know you need to let it go, sometimes it's hard to let it go. And, and the progressive nature of sanctification and sometimes just our own healing is such that it happens in stages and phases, not all at once, right? Typically, most maladies, most illnesses, when a prescription is written for you, it takes more than one pill to get well. You, you got to take the whole prescription, right? It takes at least a couple of days just to get it in your system. Then a couple of days to benefit from it and then maybe a couple more days to make sure whatever you had doesn't come back on you. And for somebody today, you may be on your way to a complete healing, but you're not there yet. So if you want to come for prayer, those of you who are in the balcony, if you want to come down to the railing and just make a step of faith just to say to God, you know what, Lord, man, that word was for me. You, you knocking on my door. You was at my house. Preacher was eavesdropping on my conversations. Some stuff I've been holding on to, some stuff I need to let go of, some stuff I thought I was delivered of, and I'm still wrestling with it. I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm getting better, but I still got a ways to go. Come on, join hands with somebody up here if you'd like to make that step of faith and just stand with others who are struggling in their own way. Can, can I tell you one of the tricks of the devil? One of the tricks of the devil is to make you think you're the only one struggling. And you walk in here on Sunday and you think, I'm the only one going through something. I'm the only Look at everybody else. They got it all together. Boy, if I had their hand, I'd throw my hand in. And you don't know the person that's standing next to you is struggling just like you, if not worse. Somebody in here, you're looking at who's at the altar. I can't believe they're up there. You need to be up here. Shoot, you looking at somebody else. I wonder why they're up there. No, why are you not up here? <laughs> Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. God, we first say thank you because you have brought us through so much in our lives more than we can even tell not just the things that are evident on the outside but the doubt and the issues that we have wrestled with on the inside and God we say thank you thank you for your faithfulness father we pray right now in the name of Jesus help us God to find the healing that we need for the hurts of the past the fears and frustrations that affect us even today. Somebody, God, under the sound of my voice can look back to pain that's 20, 30, 40 years old, never found resolution, never found complete healing. Move by your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Help everyone to know, God, that they can't move forward to where you want them to be until they release what they're holding on to in their past. God, have your way. Give them a sense of peace and assurance to know, God, that you have not brought them this far to leave them, that you are not through with them yet, 
that you still have greater things that you want to do. God, have your way right now. Hear every prayer that's prayed in the name of Jesus. And God, where our prayers fall short, where we're not even able to articulate the depth of our pain or our dysfunction. God, I pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would intercede and interpret our groans for God the Father so that healing might come our way. Where our prayers fall short, we ask you to make up the difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let all of God's people say amen. Come on, give somebody a hug around you. Just tell them it's going to be all right. Tell them it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. We're going to keep on pressing. Amen. We're going to keep on pressing. And so we'll be yes, Lord, yes. Speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree. My answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand of praise in this place. Come on, if God blessed you, if God spoke to you today, come on, if God gave you a word today, come on, give God some praise in this place. Just tell the Lord thank you. Just tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah. Good hope is time for the offering. Amen. Let's prepare to worship the Lord in giving. Uh, there are a couple of things that I want you to be aware of as we prepare to worship the Lord uh, in giving. Um, your giving is the way that God uses us to help impact the world for Jesus Christ. And whether it's feeding uh, the homeless or helping those whose month is longer than their money or relieving people who are going through disasters, um, whatever it is, testing that we're going to be doing this weekend in memory of Yolanda E. Williams, the testing, breast cancer testing that we're going to be offering free here on our campus, the prostate screening, the men's lives that we are saving. None of that could happen without you. And so I want to say thank you for your faithfulness in your giving and for those of you who've been riding on the cheap those of you who've been riding free i want to encourage you to give because i promise you as much as we have done we can do so much more if you're faithful in your giving amen let's worship the lord in giving on october 31st we will be celebrating hallowed be thy name this church-wide bridging event provides a fun and safe environment for children to enjoy as an alternative to the secular holiday of Halloween. The event will be from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Forge for Families, located at 3435 Dixie Drive. The property will be transformed for a carnival atmosphere. A mandatory volunteer orientation is scheduled for Sunday, October 27th, 12 p.m. in The View. And you can sign up via the I Am Hope mobile app or the goodhope.org website. The Financial Management and Young Adult Ministry present Secure the Bag. Would having 100 or 500 extra dollars per month make a big difference in your life? 
Do you want to save money but aren't sure where to start? If the answer is a resounding yes, come secure the bag and learn the goal-setting principles of debt management, credit awareness, and savings in our three Saturday classes on October 26th through November 9th. Register today at goodhope.org or via the I Am Hope mobile app. Download our new I Am Hope mobile app in order to get or stay connected to our Good Hope family. To download the new app, you can visit our website at goodhope.org and click on the banner, or you can text Good Hope NBC app to 77977, or you can scan the QR code on the posters in the lobby or Center for Hope, or you can also search Good Hope NBC or I Am Hope in your Apple or Google Play Store. Let's continue to take hope to the world. Don't forget, for additional events and announcements, download our new interactive I Am Hope mobile app. CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week, and remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.